Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. All right. Welcome to episode 261. I'm the ad doctor, the one and only Andrew Peak. That sounds full of ego there. <laughs> Don't mean to do that. And with me today is Jackie Lipinski and Bryce Baker. Hello. Hey, guys. I never say y'all's last name like that. It's so much fun. So how's, how's yeah. everyone's week going? Do we have some fun stories? I hope we do. I think we do. I think, I mean, the beginning of the year, I feel like everyone gets a little, everything gets shaken up, everything gets yeah. fun and, and fun questions. Sure. So we can definitely, uh, we definitely have some fun builder stories from the week for, for story time. Yeah. Bryce, do you want to think start off though? I think yours is like fun. Yeah, sure. So I actually have a quick blog coming out about this as well. So just pay attention for that. But um, calls to action and your website, kind of just making sure that you are triple checking every single one of them. I know at one point it, we were really pushing heavy on the just uh, click to contact and pushing all of the very standard ones, but we mm -hmm. need to kind of move like to the light and airy, um, learn more, or we're here to help type of language. But the right. key that actually Jackie actually um, mentioned earlier this week was 70% of our visitors are coming from mobile. So make sure you're checking your own site on your own phone and actually scrubbing it on mobile devices as well. Yeah, that was one of the questions we had a builder who <clears throat> sent Bryce and I their website to review. And mm -hmm. I analytics, I'm like, actually 78% of your traffic is coming through mobile and we're analyzing your call to actions. Like, let's yep. look at how that most- Because we stare at our desktop all day long. Like you and I function yeah. off our desktops. Everybody, when we're at work, all marketers, as we're all at working, like we're just working on a desktop. Very rarely are we checking our own website on our phones. I think the more the the people that are checking their mobile on their phones the most are probably the OSCs, um, and that's when they're yeah. just like mobily checking when they're on out and about. So definitely take the time to scrub your website on a mobile device. Yeah, and it sounds like you're saying as well, like not make to make sure that the call to action is not, hey, get your appointment today. Because people yeah. are really yeah, aren't ready absolutely. for that. Like, hey, like I'm not ready to go it, out with you yet. It still Come scares on me when builders only call to action. Because I've seen this, and I'm like, let's fix this. Book your appointment. It's book your appointment or get pre-qualified. Mm -hmm. I'm like, pre what is this? Mm -hmm. I'm not. Like, I'm not ready to buy. Like, convince me first. Yeah. No. And, there's, and there's great tools. I, I I think there's this thing. I mean, there's a thing called brand blindness, and you just suddenly become yeah. It oh, just sure. you don't really see your brands anymore and you're only looking at other details. And sometimes you miss the very obvious things going on in your website. So there are tools. What, what was it? Lucky Orange is the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice the heat mapping. mapping. It's like yeah. 10 bucks a month. Yeah. So there's heat mapping tools. You can see where people are going, um, how they're navigating on your site. And again, use it on mobile devices and just see, see mm -hmm. how far scroll and, and where they're willing to, to go and follow on your website. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, and I think where a tool like that shines is let's say you do have a, the call to action now is like schedule your appointment and like to get yeah. the data to, well, more people click that versus something else using a tool like lucky orange, it'll be a little bit easier just to extract the data as far as if you change that to like a less of a get commitment call to action, Yep. Yeah, get connected, ask questions, learn more. Et cetera, yeah. Learn more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know some some builders were saying, you know, say call or text above just a phone number. So you give them a clear action of if they're afraid mm -hmm. of calling, they can just text or, um, you know, taking off the requirement of the phone number on some contact boxes. Yeah. If we feel like we're still really struggling with sorting any sort of lead, because um, also what we're seeing is that if your website has too much intention asking someone to take that next leap, they're more than likely to just go, hey, I might as well just like visit on site, not get as qualified, not right. feel informed. And so, and I was also on a builder site earlier this week and it, I shrinked into mobile and it was not friendly to click on anything or text oh, or call. Point. So make sure your calls to action are actually edible. Yeah, I've seen the chat box go over the other thing and just yeah. like, how many pop like, No, it's overwhelming. Or if the, um, so the hamburger menu, some people don't know what that means. If everything mm -hmm. is stuck in the hamburger menu and people are like, I don't mm -hmm. know what to do. I don't know what to do where, where I click. And sure enough, they need to click the little lines first, but they might not know that. So I think the call to action should be 100% outside of that. And most, most sites are, but just in case you're one of the few that 
does not have a setup that way. I think that's an easy, easy, super easy win. Yeah. Just pull it out of the menu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll talk about my story time. So um, we, I've, I've gotten a couple of emails in the last um, month or so asking for, you know, it's, a, it's the new year. I'm looking for industry standard benchmark numbers. And is there an industry standard cost per lead that I should be focusing on? And so just my favorite to, question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's important to know, and it's important to understand, but industry standard benchmark number, no company benchmark number based off of your own data. Yes. And that is the number you should be tracking from as far back as you can track and using mm -hmm. that, um, the cost per lead total to kind of, and I know we've talked about this before, you know, you want to do better than that cost year over year and try and collect more leads and try and get that number down. Yeah. Um, but just tracking that over the year. And just like Bryce noted, I did just write a quick blog talking about the cost per lead, how to aim for it, and then how to calculate that. And then I also put at least three, um, at this time, there's three notes about why or how your cost per lead could be impacted when you're analyzing that data. For example, your cost per lead will go up the higher price your homes get because there are less buyers in the market. Um, your cost per lead might be impacted after September of 2020 when iOS 14 was applied. And that can really mess with the cost per, um, how much it costs for Facebook ads going up or, or the leads mm -hmm. coming in. And then another thing to note was in 2021 uh, was one of the best lead volumes for builders <clears throat> and many marketers at just like in 2020 as well, they really slashed mm -hmm. budgets. And so those numbers are going to look different. So it's, it's really important if you're also able to gather the data from 2018, 2019, and you, and the math here is you take your total marketing budget of the year, digital, on-site, whatever, you take that entire mm -hmm. spend, and then you divide it by the total amount of on-site and online leads added together, and then that will equal your total cost per lead. And in the mm -hmm. article, I did put a quick math equation in there. Don't use it. I put like, I feel like a builder where I'm just like asterisks everywhere. This is not the <laughs> standard benchmark. Caveat, caveat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just, just be aware that it's really important to know that it's, it'd be really nice if you can put it on a graph too, just so you can see how your company has trended over the next couple years or, mm -hmm. and then how to maybe think about moving forward and, and help you also think about your budget and, um, how much leads just costing year over year as a, just a, a metric to, to know and master as a marketing um, director and leader in your company. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it's a key to definitely understand it, but when it comes to like making it more of a granular thing, Andrew and I were talking about it about two or three weeks ago, having trying to understand like, what is the cost per lead for just Facebook? So I love mm -hmm. the fact that you're making it very overall. And this is a great math. Yeah, sure that, that was a second section and I deleted it out because I was like, we'll touch on it's so complicated. Yeah. Like, let's just focus on doing our our like build the foundation for understanding and then pass yep. that go granular. So yep. the key is also to always just use this like go to the same place and pull the same content and be consistent on where you're getting your data because don't I've seen it where people are pulling data from different places and it's not all consistent as well. Well, that so. would be, yeah, going backwards in time, <clears throat> that's the biggest catch is how much of that data is accurate and how well mm -hmm. you tracking Do you have a really good online sales team who's tracking the online leads or are there gaps in data? And and so if you, if you don't feel confident in the source, I would almost say put notes around it. Don't maybe use it as a baseline, but at least understand where, where you were in the market, maybe what that rough number might have been or a range and then, and then just use that as a, a good idea, but not as a baseline in your, in your graph. Any 100%. other on that, Andrew? Um, I would say one other thing that we needed to think about. This is great. This is positive news. So I think everyone should follow Lance, Lance Lambert on Twitter, get the push notifications. And he pretty much mm -hmm. will give you the day-to-day -day update on the interest rates. So three hours ago, the average 30 year fixed U S mortgage rate falls to 5.99%. That's the lowest it's been since September of 2022. So just add that in the mix yeah. is like things that will affect your cost per lead. I think that's mm -hmm. great news. Um, rates coming down. But yeah, I definitely will piggyback on, on Bryce. Like just use the same math every single time. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you don't, even if you do it wrong, at least the numbers are calculated the same. 
Yeah. Because the number at the end of the day, this is being a little pragmatic, but like, it doesn't matter. Like if yours says $400 cost per lead and you see it trending down, cool. You're going the right direction. Mm -hmm. If you do the math a different way, maybe it would be 250 and it goes from mm -hmm. 250. It's going down the same percentage. Um, yep. If you compare it to someone else and yours is 400, theirs is a hundred. You're like, oh, I feel bad about myself, but maybe they're calculating it totally differently or they have a million coming soon communities and they include those ah. coming soon leads. And yeah, so that's uh -huh. where it's hard to get like this standard because everyone will calculate it differently. Exactly. And that's, that's why there's the not, yeah, that's why there's not an industry standard because it was also in line with how does the builder build? How does the builder sell? What does the builder's budget look like? How are, what is the product they're building? So there's not, how many this, homes do they build? Yeah. Not this sweet number to work with, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's all, all compared to yourself. Um, and then for me for this week, it's just, I was just thinking about this earlier. Um, as we talked about goals last week, that was Kevin, Jesse, and I. And then I was like, ooh, well, how do people have time for goals? Like, what do you what do? You do? So I'm going to put everyone on the spot here. Jackie, and Bryce, and myself, Andrew, <laughs> the self-proclaimed ad doctor. I picked that name myself. <laughs> when there is a goal that you're like, hey, I really want to achieve this, how do you actually, mm -hmm. one, find the time, and then two, stay motivated? Um, I'll go first because it is kind of a hard and maybe slightly personal question. Um, as far as like, how do you make extra time for work? Like, what, what are you doing? Um, so for mm -hmm. me, I 100% need like a real deadline, like a fake deadline where I'm like, oh, I want to get that done by February 3rd. Mm -hmm. But there's no real reason to get it done by February 3rd. The way I, my brain functions, like I just can't do it. Or maybe that also means that goal wasn't meaningful enough for me for it to mm -hmm. actually be accomplished. But for me to find time, this is just me. Early mornings like are so easy for me. Like there's like I have no resistance to waking up at three in the morning. I have extreme resistance to doing something at ten o'clock at night, ten thirty at night, which ten isn't that late. If you're like, hey, I have to do something, I'm, I'm really excited to get done, or whatever. Ten p.m. seems awful. Like that seems terrible. Three, no, sweet, let's get up at three. This is great. Let's get some coffee, um, whatever it may be. Or for some reason, Sunday afternoons are always easy for me and my family. We have three kids, 10, seven, and six. Um, but I think I've also kind of trained, see if I'm home. So I don't know if they're listening. I've trained them that Sundays are kind of like, usually like we don't do anything ever Sunday afternoon. So that's like a freebie day mm -hmm. for anybody to do whatever they want. And so then I could always have a few hours there. Usually. Yeah. Usually. So what do you, what do you all do I to think, find time? I think it's like planet fitness versus going somewhere else. Like, and maybe you'll relate Andrew where I'll some relate. of your paying more and there's more accountability obviously you're more oh. go and do things mm -hmm. so Definitely. for me last year i really um i get it as people here or like we're listening now like hey jackie keep that in hey it's okay to keep i'm the person who listens to the podcast so that means i have the joy of listening to myself always and editing it that sounds horrible <laughs> i would not want to listen to myself you probably have to be a little used to it by now right just a little, the first like you can tolerate your own voice. It was rough. Uh, so many ums. Yeah. As I put one in there, right? So but I think one of the um, things that I, I was my issue is I hear my voice constantly and I was like, wow, you can be better. And mm, that was okay. something last year, I, I made it a goal. I talked to Kevin actually, and I was like, Kevin, I'm going to, I'm going to get a vocal coach for myself. Worked with a one-on-one -on -one vocal coach for three months, really felt value in it, really understood how to hold yourself and talk better. I could feel the improvements in the podcast. I can feel the was, eating. Quick question. Was that really exposing and like you, cause you have to open yourself up to be criticized. I, or, I'm sure your coach was amazing. A lot but like, of people it's like, are, I'm being exposed right now. There are a lot of people who feel uncomfortable with exposure. I am not one of those people. I am uh, a person who afterwards good. I'm going to write notes on how I could have improved. And I want to list, like, I'm a, like an OSD. I'm like, You're okay, like you pass that. Okay. You perfect client for your coach. It uh -huh. sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, exactly. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try and work on that. Okay. We're going to work on these little things. And then after that was done, I joined my local um, Toastmasters club and I get to just talk in front of people every other week now. And that, as I don't 
do and it. You, you're like 20 years younger than the average Toastmaster. I am, which is great because they have a like had a lot of, you know, it's like 10 years in Toastmasters. They give you vocal variety. Mm-hmm. They give you feedback on this. They talk about, it's not even about the subject most of the time. It's just how you're presenting, but it it, it is also like how comfortable and passionate and educated are you on what you're talking about? So right. going back to your question, that was one thing I carved out. So every other Monday I go to my Toastmasters class. I only missed one because I was like sick and dying. And, um, and I find that carved up time on my calendar, even with an almost three-year-old now is very valuable. And, and then after listening to the podcast last week too, I had goals in mind of what I wanted to accomplish this year, but now, um, I have them on my whiteboard just next to my computer where it's like, I want to do six blogs. So I just finished my first one yesterday, even though I write a lot of articles, but not specifically, um, me based. Um, yeah, read 10 workbooks last year. I did, it was like 35 books, but I didn't, I didn't find a lot of joy in some of them. So I, I want to try and find like good, passionate books. Um, I want to read 20 other books. And then I want to give three speeches in my class over the next three months. That, so that means that every three weeks I have to do a presentation. So having that on the board, staring at me in my face, I think creates accountability. Um, you're right. I've, I probably need to put better timelines on them, Andrew, but I think it's just, mm-hmm. you have to just set that time aside. And it's funny you said the time, cause I'm a person who's in here at 10 PM on my desk. And like Jackie asks you sometimes PM at 10 and we're like mom hour and like jokingly slack each other. We, we have to wait. That's what I call, I call my couch time. Like for, I'm the same way. I call my couch time. But yeah. How about you, Bryce? How do you like to set goals and accomplish them? I'm probably the complete opposite of Andrew. Like if we like can probably the opposite um, of most people. But with I'm the same way with goal setting, like where I need a timeline, I need a date, like I I hey, let's have this done by and I'm great with it. Um, but I am hundred percent the person that's like if I want to grow personally and professionally, then I will allocate time of my personal time to do so because I find passion in that. So yep. for me, like I will sit up in my office at 10 o'clock at night if I just want to like just power through some stuff. And that could be work related or it could be just reading or researching into something or trying to find something new that we can bring to the market. But that is what I, how I kind of find my I, own personal time. I, one of the, um, kind of, so personal. Yeah, it's, There's like, a common theme here. If you want to get time. something done, it might not be during the it's not during work hours i'm going to be honest like my when i find the time it's not during work hours but that's because i professionally and personally want to grow in that nature i i will say you know beginning of the year had some leadership meetings some leaders leaders are saying like hey you know the marketing manager the marketing person the person under the marketing manager you know they're asking about next step in their career but i just don't know how to guide them but i think it's a twofold Mm -hmm. where it's like well they need to, you know, lead them to water, but they also need to drink, you know, we right. also, mm-hmm. yeah, we also need to say, maybe set realistic expectations for them to achieve over the year of expectation. And then also okay. that they're doing something on their side. So I know we've talked in the past and Mike's talked in the past and how he would, how much was it like 5% of his income towards yeah. education, a fair percent. something yeah. crazy. training and like investment like, in himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this IBS show, like, Hey, my company's not paying for it. It's like, well, are there classes there that you're going to find valuable? Is it going to bring you forward in your career? Are you going to network? Mm-hmm. With um, same yeah. with the summit. So it's, it's kind of like, well, choose your own adventure in life. You're only going to get one shot a year at certain things. You should try to elevate yourself because mm-hmm. you know, other people aren't going to push you. You need to push yourself. Be mm-hmm. my kind mm-hmm. of yeah. get out there keep learning and identify like I did with my listening to myself. I was like, look, mm-hmm. that's my gap and that I want to improve on. So what marketing or career gap are you currently going through that you think, Hey, I need to create a, a game Definitely. plan. And I think mm-hmm. there's a saying, it's like people over, uh, what is it? People under. It's where you underestimate what you could do in five years, five years. Over, you overestimate. Yeah. Thank you so much. I knew long yeah. short, the long term, I think people underestimate like yeah. in a year. Mm-hmm. Like if like you did like you said six blog posts in a year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you could do a lot more than that. Easily. But 
if you were to put six and two months, like that probably won't happen. Um, mm -hmm. But you could, yeah, you could do the math. Like, yeah, I want to, I want to exceed my goals, but I at least want. Right. A like you'd be happy doing off. six of your own blog posts. Correct. That in addition sense. to yeah. other things. In in addition to the other things. So yeah, yeah there's there's a lot to um to do. You you know, and I think everyone can do better. But just setting those realistic numbers that you can achieve first, and then trying to go above and beyond, and then ha assess halfway through the year. Like it's February second when we're recording this. Like, hmm. did you? What do you do? What did you do? So yeah. that's that's how I talk to myself. It's not nice. I'm like, get get your that's stuff. True. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that is true. Perfect. Those are some great stories. Good stuff. So and now on to the news. Oh yeah. Let's see. Oh, oh this is a fun one. Hey, how about news? that? How about this one? The Bark Proof Marketing Podcast. We won gold at the Nationals 2023 Yay! NAHB. That was amazing. I was not there. Awesome. Jackie wasn't there. Bryce was not there. Um, <laughs> of us. Just a few of us from the team were out there, but that's so last year, silver. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. And then this year, I guess, yeah, gold. We were against so Jen, gold. too. I felt weird. You no. Know. Like, such nice. And they, they have such weird. hype with the OPT, online people talking. Those online salespeople, mm -hmm. like, they they come out. They yeah. show up. We don't have comments on, on the podcast while we're, <laughs> while we're talking, but that is that is amazing. Again, we we would have Super not awesome. done that without everyone listening yeah. to the podcast, which is very intimidating to think about as far as the quantity. I just mm -hmm. I just don't think about it as far as like, well, they go if they, they put up with me for four years, five years, however long it's been. It's been well, um, after the IBM show, okay. we always see a huge spike too. So it's and kind of, then it kind of holds yeah. too. So if this is your first episode, hold in there. Stay, stay complete. <laughs> Every week we talk about something different. Insights, what's positive, what's not, what you can improve on. And uh, it gets fun. And I think we always say too, if you're like, hey, I think I could be a guest, um, just email us at show at dukevert.com. And we, uh, we'll we we'll have a chat. So that's always yeah. trying more, more interviews this uh, yep. year. And we have and, quite a few events. Yeah. 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 I'll take the first one because this one's fun. It's near and dear to my heart. It is the Market Proof Marketing Academy, April 4th through the 7th. So that is the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th. It's four days. We will be updating the site on exactly what those days look like because that sounds like a lot and very intimidating, yeah. but it's not four full days. The goal with this, it is virtual. We actually found that virtual is, um, I think, the best approach to it because it lets you get work done beforehand. And then we have our three to four hours during the day. And then afterwards, you can still finish up if you have. So you're not like behind from main work and you're sitting there stressing mm -hmm. out while trying to listen and learn and, and better yourself. You're seeing emails flying and you're like, oh my gosh, like I, that's really urgent. I need to get to yeah. it. Like you all have time to get to it. No stress, no stress. And it gives you time to decompress. So four days, April 4th through 7th, sign up for the VIP list. Um, we've always sold out. It is virtual. So we technically have a lot of room, but we don't want mm -hmm. to overcrowd the class. We want it to be a nice, small, more intimate size where everyone has access to everyone at DYC that is helping with the Academy so that you can learn and take, really take advantage of us and learn everything that you can ask all the questions. So April and get one on one too. Yes. And well, one and one, like we're here for you. <laughs> the goal of the four days. And I think most of them are going to be half days too, because I think it's what you want your screen up. We want you to do your homework. We want you to come back. We want you to have questions. We don't want you to feel overwhelmed. And I think the biggest thing I always hear, because I get to do the testimonials from yeah. people <laughs> to <times>. follow <laughs> with all the people who go is they always say, you know, it's, it is the only event designed to save them money and really bring that knowledge back in house and just bring their, um, the, again, same thing we were talking about earlier, yeah. their marketing level up and really understand because we are just such a unique market that there are tips and tricks for e-commerce that just really don't apply to us. No, let's send you in the wrong yeah. direction. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll definitely, um, just like Google recommendations, don't do them. Um, they're, mm -hmm. they're not always designed to benefit you. And the amount of money, right. I wish we could ask that next time we will. Like the amount of money we save people after the academy from yeah. their accounts and yelling at their third-party people even has, has been fun to hear and listen. So, and then- I think the one-on-ones, what's extremely valuable though, and to, yeah. you get it with everybody too, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. And Sarah, Sarah and uh, Andrew run it. And then I think Andrew, uh, Kevin loops in also. Yeah. 
Certainly. We yeah. make him talk a little bit. We're like, come yeah. on. He's, he's more than happy to. Yeah. Uh, other I can... 23 event would be the online sales Academy. Um, we just, yes, released... that's, I'm excited for that one. Uh, April 26th and 27th. That one is in person. That one's at Virginia beach, Virginia. And man, the hotel looks great. Knowledge is great. My hometown. Yeah. There's, there's going to be yeah, a lot. Bryce is done to go. I just, we yeah. just made yeah, I think right I'm going to, I think I'm going to crash it. It's like 15 minute 100%. bike ride from my house to the hotel. It's beautiful. That's the um, only way you're allowed it, to go is if you ride your bike. <laughs> ride my bike. It's beautiful. The 26th and 27th, like she said. Um, but definitely come. It's, it's, a, I mean, I love my hometown, but it's a really pretty hotel. My, too. my favorite thing is Jesse and John, they, they just whip together. Um, I was editing the video for talking around it. And it's like knowing that they personally have trained over 700 online sales counselors and like the amount that's of, that's insane. you're making that number hours. up. Yes. Yeah. Right. No, I'm definitely, <laughs> I wish I like, we, we have like all the Excel sheets of all the people. So it's, it's fun. It's great. And that Academy, just like the marketing Academy, I think we max out. We try always to max out at around 12 to 17, depending on the year, depending on how many people go or how many people we think would be best in the location. Um, so mm -hmm. it's very intimate. People get the one-on-one -on -one and, and again, the testimonials from the Academy from online sales is you make like lifelong friends and, uh, and then there's yeah. like eight weeks of follow-up um, online courses. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. And then last event, I promise. And then no more do you convert like, yeah, no more do you convert stuff. Uh, much. the summit is September 26, 27, 2023 in Dallas. And, uh, we just released information regarding the claim your free ticket, go on the website, become a VIP. We'll fill out more info, but, um, super, super pumped. Hundreds of people have like already applied and, um, fun. Oh my god! Yeah. to go through. The key is also, if you claim your free ticket, you, there's also a chance to get a half off ticket. Yeah. So make sure you oh. submit to claim that free ticket because yeah, there is possibility you could get a half price ticket as well. You might qualify. You might not. We'll, we'll, we'll yep. talk to you regarding the information. Um, but yeah, the half price, I think it's nice. $7.49. Yep. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like half. Okay, now on to the real, real news. Um, yeah. First one here is Redfin launches favorites list to help you organize your new home search. Hmm. What do you feel about that? This um, kind of reminds me of like a Pinterest style, like where you get its favorite and save it to your board. It kind, that's kind of what it yeah. it's organized it's as in my mind. Airbnb. So Airbnb is a little usually. Yeah. Like, what do you want the title to be? And it talks about, you can have like my luxury apartments, my apartments under 2K, walkable, dog friendly, buying mm -hmm. a yeah. house, the fixer uppers, it's the amazing kitchens. And then the other one is like, you know, you can title them location-based, but mm -hmm. I, my biggest takeaway is it said nearly 40% of people compile more than 30 homes they favorited. So this will just help them Ooh. organize and organize. They are very fortunate to have those many. That many choices. I think it's almost a better tool for a um, realtor to have with their clients because you can yeah. invite people to the list. Like, just let them like add things to it. Chances are, it's better than any part. software they're already using. Or mm -hmm. if you have like, um, let's say Lindsay and I were shopping for home. Like, here's my list. Here's your list. I get to delete. We play. This is how we pick dinner. Like, you pick five. I pick five, and then mm -hmm. we delete from each other's five. And so it's like, here we go. You pick ten homes. I pick ten homes. I'm deleting two. You delete two. And look, mm -hmm. we ended up with one home we don't like. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully that's yeah. not what happens, but it's just, it's just a way to, to shop together. Um, a little more collaborative. I wonder if there's like notes on there. I didn't I don't know if I saw that where you could add. Like, I don't think I saw that. I think it was notes about home. the homes. So yeah, they're pretty cool. Note is almost the title of the list and then you can filter, but. Yeah. Yeah. But good stuff. Good stuff there. That's, yeah. It seems so basic. But well, I was going to say, better. I felt like this is something when they announced it, I was like, oh, I thought you would have that. But like you didn't have that. Good. Good for like you, mean? but it's, it's, it's definitely, if a user expects it, you should have yeah. that. Totally. It's like Amazon like wishlist. Yeah. Pinning it. You get to pin yeah. your home. That's a board. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, this next one's fun. Um, uh, from search OpenAI launches chat GPT plus for $20 per month. Ooh. So I I've been playing with coming. it. So I mean, it makes like, sense. They need money. <laughs> yeah. And if it's useful enough, then people will pay for it. They'll gladly pay for it. Like here, I'll charge me a hundred dollars for a month for more features. That'll mm -hmm. be fine. 
it's I, like here. I'm curious to see like for, it says right here, services for $20 a month with faster response times and priority access. I'm interested to see if they start slowing down their current market that they have right now on their yeah, free to, to um, increase the volume yeah. that they get on the like a frustration plus. fee. Like yep. I use this. What's yeah. the fun question will be, will they it. do it or will they design the AI to maximize to revenue it. as mm -hmm. far as like, based on the way I use it, would I more than likely mm -hmm. upgrade getting, to $20 per I month? For me, am I getting different answers? Like, is there, what's the, oh, like, yeah, I, I was on there earlier this week. Um, I just like to play with it. It's fun. I, it I is like fun. It. I did a cool one and earlier. Was, I was like totally blown away by it. And I'll tell you. About oh it. yeah. So, we were talking about, uh, conversation yeah. came up with the builder, um, uh, strategist. And the conversation was, did you know chat GPT can, if you talk about your like weight goals or what you want to accomplish in yeah. calories, a meal plan for you. So I it. put on there because, you know, I'm into, into bodybuilding and all that stuff. Yeah. I put in there, create a daily meal plan with 2,500 calories, 250 grams of protein per day with 50 grams per pro protein per meal over five meals. So that's like. I would need somebody to do that math for me in the first place. Yeah, 2,500 calories, 50 grams for protein, five meals every day. And it took mm -hmm. like a good 20 seconds, nothing happened. And then it started spitting out like meal one, two eggs, cheese, this. I'm like, okay, that seems right. Oh, wow. Meal three, two, three. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Imagine, I want to try it later. It's like, I have these ingredients. What can I cook? Mm -hmm. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Like I mm -hmm. have ground beef, da, 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 like 10 different things and just see what, what it can say I could make. I'm interested if it gets all the way to the point where like there's a queue line, like your, your oh. search is like fifth in queue or, or something of that. Yeah. Or upgrade to get first in line queue or something like I, that. I feel like every yeah. last couple of times I've been talking about chat GBT, the first thing I'll say is, and it's free for now because I like, mm -hmm. you just knew that it was coming, but it's also yeah. In the article, they do say it will be free to access it, but obviously, if you want these extra features, and twice this week already, it's like paused because some it's down or it's upgrading or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but why we're talking about this for home builders is in the past, and and why we love it is even online salespeople they're like, what a, what the heck is should my subjects be, or how do I create more interesting things, or how do I see this differently? Yeah, copy and pasting this for months. Um, it, it gives you a different scope. I think it inspires ideas and I wouldn't say copy and paste because it does seem to have lim lim limitations, but it is a good place. Like give me five email subject in marketers who email subject ideas for launching a new home community and then give the home description. And my favorite yeah. one was I, I took a really rough home description and I said, make mm -hmm. this a more creative Pretty. description. Yeah. And mm -hmm. obviously um, some feedback from other marketers who use it is like edit they like to throw in extra things into your house. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. um, but it, it is really good for the non-creative writer marketing person in your life. Yeah. You if you're the type of person that does well feeding off of others, like if you, and like, if you yeah. do well with coming up with creative ideas by bouncing ideas off of one another, utilize ChatGPT for yourself and use the AI as your person to bounce things off of. That's kind what of like I think the way fun, I think about it. hundred percent agree. What I think is fun is this has been like the only AI type thing that we've talked about that, that has stuck. Yeah. Like yeah. we've been talking about this for like today. And then like, I think three or four other episodes and yeah. it's still around. So that's really it's interesting. It's still around in a positive way. Correct. And like it's, it's, oh, it's cool. It's still useful. Like, hmm, this will change things. Well, it's sure. increasing it's, too. You know, we talked about meta, we made fun of meta. We talked about what's yeah, what's happening with just like imagining your house and but i mm -hmm. it, it, it's harder for those things to take off because they take a lot of time and this one is just so interesting i think they even interviewed the, the open ai um owner and he was like i didn't expect it to be this popular so fast and that's definitely why mm -hmm. they um collect on yeah. it but i think the next news article kind of also talks around it where um from search engine land also nope search engine land.com not search engine journal is um google is testing the new search design with ai answers over organic results yeah ah, so this is really to, interesting have you played with it yet i haven't played no, with it but my thought is like oh 
they saw chat and this could have been the works already like if you if you're on chat gpt i want to that's like so mm -hmm. wordy g gpt you almost feels like you're just talking to google like after a little bit you're just talking to google getting answers so now google's like well just let them talk to us they don't need to go over there so do google what well, who owns OpenAI? it's microsoft i think they had a big investment in it i think I'll find out, but it's, it feels like that's what they're doing. It's just like yeah. the same type of thing as uh, GPT. Well, I know one of the things in the last few years, Google has really done differently is they try to keep you on their site to answer questions. So right. um, oh, it is Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. And so it, it's Microsoft. Um, so this is again, the same thing where they, they prefer to keep you in the Google search box and answer your questions. Now, that doesn't necessarily, I, I think the benefit of us is like, I need a new home in Denver, Colorado. They can't really answer that, but they can answer it with, you know, I think the feedback of which they get organically. And maybe that's definitely going to be a new marketing strategy that we're going to have to think around and talk around. And how do we, like, how does that AI get influenced by other people or companies? Um, but, but in terms of how it impacts home builders, I think it's really just up in the air at this time because Agreed. our answers can't necessarily be solved on Google, but that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that one day they won't be able to just fully crawl your site and create answers and content around it. So yeah, guys, them to stay on their their page, but we'll we'll have to just we'll yeah. try to let you know what we see. I think what I I could see it do is people will start to use either the Google feature or they'll use um chat gpt as a way to like um i could foresee questions which then could lead to marketing opportunities like most common mm -hmm. issues with new construction homes in florida or whatever yeah. or where they are and it's like oh this is really regionalized and you start to see these things and so they're or same thing not talking about builders but like best places to do this what to look for like using it as like this conversational educational tool to which is essentially what they're doing with, with the google side um so that then would be like, oh, here's this issue that no one really thinks about, but because the tool is able to mine all of the data or like text or information out there on the internet, mm -hmm. they can more, they could extract it better, better than we can, better than Google can. And so then here's these issues that are common things or, or whatever it may be. And they could then find out like, oh, I didn't know that was an issue. I had no idea. And now it is, even if it's I wrong. I think it's just, it's just turning search into more of a natural way. So right yeah. now, currently, Agreed. we have to use parentheses and we have to use um, asterisks or we have to use certain syllables in our search bar when you utilize Google to get an exact match or what you define what you're looking for. I right. think it's creating like a more natural way to do so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like it's a bit smarter, like each word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most common, like it yeah. can take most common, like. Well, I, most common, but also I think that's where builders might be able to really capitalize on kind of the long tail keyword focused. Yeah. Our site. I, I knew it, the stat, I was trying to find it. It says 15% uh, of all Google searches daily have never been searched before. So it's kind of also, we might not know what they're trying to solve. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. sometimes the, um, I think chat GPT might solve some of those unique problems, but I think those answers will obviously be, um, also oddly unique and, and just keep beating the algorithm. So I think it's be fun. I think yeah. it's one of the things of sometimes things don't happen for a long period of time and some things happen in a tiny short window. And I'm very mm -hmm. excited how AI chat features and, and this kind of takes off in the next year and, and really evolves and how it evolves yeah. for our partners. Yeah. Right. On to the next article we have is from Zillow New or from PRNewsWire.com. It is Zillow's new AI-powered natural language search. It's a first in real estate. Mm -hmm. So this article oh. is pretty interesting. Kind of all on the same-ish topic. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. This is all the same stuff. Time. It's like this same yeah. three ones in a row. Yeah, everyone's realizing they really need to step it up in this next year. And I think mm -hmm. that's for a lot of builders too. There's you know, we're talking about your CTAs, you know, what, what things need to be, mm -hmm. right. And even though the last couple of years may have felt fast, it's, we're going to have to be faster on our digital edge to really get ahead of everything that's coming. And so how that relates to the article is, um, you had kind of mentioned earlier, Bryce, in terms of, you can yeah. now 
for 700K homes in Charlotte with backyard. And yep. it'll have a smarter search function versus here's the I think and filter. The key to note for this search feature right now, it's only available on mobile devices. So you can't utilize this on the oh, desktop version right now. And it looks it. like it's only for iOS, so not Android yet. Mm. But I did test it out. And when I opened up my Zillow app on my phone, it was one of the first notifications I got from them. And it does cool. work. Um, it was pretty neat to see like them filter down. And so it even like was, like for me, I did homes in Virginia Beach from the 700s with a pool and it did populate. So um, <laughs> I'm curious how granular that search function can get and what type of check boxes are they happening to put on the back end? to qualify and kind of where is that pulling from? Is that the MLS filtering to Zillow kind of, I, I'm curious to see how that's going to work across all databases across yeah, the nation. I, Everybody I has different type of ways to input the system too. I agree. And I think as they iron it out and what, as people kind of the expectation, the search expectation on their end improves, I always think of um, mm -hmm. like enhance, enhance. Oh, the security camera yeah. blue, you know, that's, kind of what I'm thinking when it comes to mm -hmm. this. It's like, well, if they come to the home builder site, they will also eventually want to be able to search these terms and these functions. So um, mm -hmm. we'll kind of have to um, get feedback from Zillow, but I, I think this will too be changes to builder site in terms of needing maybe more search functionality on their own. Yeah. Especially I think as inventory homes um, come up because, I mean, if you go to an inventory homepage, there's 30 homes in a community and you can't necessarily see the highlights and nothing's calling them out. And there's like, okay. just looks echoey and it's the same exact rendering or photo over and over again. Nothing's kind of dated. If you think it, about it, feels it like, dated. yeah. So how do we differentiate those houses? And, and is that search function? Is there something else we can kind of add another element to our website to, to raise the bar for, um, yep. for out yeah, but, um, that's really interesting. There are, these are all like the same direction as far as, so if you think to like how we use a, I won't say her name. She starts with A and she's made oh, by Amazon. So I'm not going to ruin anyone's life. I say <laughs> Alexa, sorry, I just did it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of not, not a good product, right? I think we all would agree with that. I think because you have to have these words, a, a lady play, which would be like music or a movie. And then it gets confused sometimes if it's a movie or if it's like, if you want to play a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So like that would say with Adeline, our youngest, you're like, hey lady, play Descendants 3 soundtrack. But if it misses mm -hmm. soundtrack, then it starts playing the movie and that's super annoying. So with this, like we're also being trained ourselves, like 700K homes in Charlotte with mm -hmm. A. So like we're, we're being taught these, like, I don't know what the words would be. I'm sure someone who knows this is like, oh, it's this, it's this. So we're learning these things. And so I think this goes towards the future as far as like audible things. So it's like you're sitting here at your computer, like 700K homes in Charlotte with a backyard. And it just is like mm -hmm. popping up. And so like, we'll think back, I'm getting really futuristic, like to be able to have to like find the checkbox for like, oh, where's the thing for pool? There it is. Mm -hmm. No one knows where it is. Where's the thing for like yard size this? Or you could just say like, find me houses in Charlotte, yeah. half acre yard with a backyard, five bedrooms, office, Three bedrooms, three bathrooms. And maybe that and is houses. Weird. And so yeah. the content on the site though needs to support that as far as like yeah, it's sent on the marketing side to then provide like the schema as far as the data goes, like to be able to have it mined yeah. by the AI or the search, essentially the extremely smart search. So now I'm thinking yeah. of the embedding element of Chat GPT with Zillow kind of search, because I think yeah, that like geez. longer search ability option would be interesting as well as you know how it crawls that data and then kind of yeah especially like the more obscure things like i want <clears throat> vaulted ceilings with wood, exposed wood beams and yeah. xyz like that mm -hmm. whole house is out there but mm -hmm. like can you actually find it now maybe you can oh. um, i think there's limitations in that i'm like feeds of what we can write and that's yeah. that's going to be a downfall that i think needs to be addressed in the next five years as we as search just becomes much smarter. So that's going to yeah, be absolutely. Jackie Lipinski of what we need to work on. Kind um, of how we use like keywords in our copy for location based to be able to rank in right. SEO purposes, kind of thinking along those lines, but for new home purchase of what you're inquiring for.
I'm excited. Exactly. I'm excited for the yeah, future. I'm but excited to see how it crawls images and, and maybe can identify themselves and just mm -hmm. we have to retrain the AI, maybe identifying like chicken nuggets and puppies separately and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now it's, it's, it's a right. chicken nugget or a polar pond. Chihuahua. Is that a muffin, a blueberry muffin or a chihuahua? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's so, it for the news. I think that is what oh. I'll say. I think that wraps up yeah, the news. That's there. it. Favorites. Let's do our favorites real quick. Bryce. We need Shotgun your favorites, favorites right now. Um, my absolute favorite thing still, and I think I it was my favorite thing in December when we wrote our must-haves for the new year, and I will continue to drill it into everybody's brain set. My massive calendar that I have, that it's in my kitchen. It has what we're eating for dinner every night of the week, what we need um, to buy at the grocery store, what things we need to do. Like, I mean, it's all the way down to like, put a new Cadillac converter, not um, Cadillac converter, a new carburetor into our Honda mower. Like it's like all of our to do's on it. I hope you're it's doing got that. like things up coming up. It's got um, our month at a glance and it's, I'm saying it's massive. It takes up one of our whole walls in our kitchen, but I never get asked from Jordan what needs to be done. It's, always That's right there the we need a picture you could blur it out though if you want to but i want to see yeah. a picture of how big it is i think it's looking all access i posted an all access yeah it's yeah it's pretty big okay. but cool. um it's the best thing that i ever did for myself because everything's right there it's right in the kitchen it's quick glance but i even have it down to like take dogs on a walk at 12 o'clock like or whenever like it's just kind of like uh, hey, I want it's on the calendar. It's, it's on the calendar. Um, so I'm also very much of a creative thinker when it comes to all the things. Like I do a lot of post-it notes and I write everything down. I'm very visual and I write everything down. And so this calendar is literally like my favorite thing. And I think it will continue to be. So I'll have to find a new favorite next time I'm on, but it's it's That's the best okay. thing ever. I think I did audio books twice, so don't don't worry. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, mine was gonna be the whiteboard goals, but I'm swapping because we already talked oh. around that. To yeah. uh, kind of with uh, same with you, Bryce. Actually, under if you have an iPhone, there's a section called Reminders. Oh, that's my little son. Um, and you can share reminders and create lists on it that you can share with people. So my husband oh, and I cool. shared shopping list. So if you the moment oh. you run out of something at your house, you go, "We need peanut butter." And then it just auto puts in there. So no matter who's at the store, you never forget. Oh, that's cool. And I, I, I'm surprised. Unless you forget to look at the list. Never. It is my little, <sighs> just like my paprika grocery app. Like my, I have two apps I use every single day. It's probably those two. Um, but a lot yeah. of people don't know that you can share those task lists or I'm sorry, mm -hmm. it's reminders with people. And um, again, it just as a couple or roommates or whoever kids mm -hmm. Um, it just keeps you on task and, and also, um, you know, it's like, here's what's coming up and you create lists and sub lists and, mm -hmm. uh, yes. it's, it's awesome. Love it. And my favorite, my favorite thing on the iPhone right now. So a new favorite thing I'm doing again, morning time is I have no resistance mentally to like, oh, it's early is I now go in the hot tub in the morning, hmm. like 4:35. Is that weird? Like, that's like my wake up instead of like. Because it's cold, I'll wake up, put like a hoodie on, I'll like have some coffee or whatever. I'm like, why don't I just like start my day? <laughs> and so I go out there and I'll like, if I'm working out, then I'll have like my pre-workout or whatever. If I'm not working, going to the gym, then I'll have coffee. I have a Chromebook, which is like 120 bucks. So that's like mm -hmm. on the side. So if it happens to go swimming that day, like, okay, 120 bucks, no big deal. Not that I want to waste a hundred dollars or whatever, but like, yeah, there's no stress there. I'm like, this is, this is great. I feel like I'm a lunatic, um, a little bit I, crazy, but I think it's, it's I think it's a way to wake up. And I'm like, yeah. afterwards, I'm like, I'm awake. Some people do the whole like cold shower thing. Those people, those are the crazy people. <laughs> Sean Van Dyke, if you made it this far, you probably haven't like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I think there's just something to say about, especially if you're a parent or we talked about that goal setting, you really just need to set out that me time for yourself yeah and, there you go it's just like 10 minutes like that's enough for me but anything to recharge yeah. and really like get the best version of yourself and as yeah. much why not start your day with some happiness yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely why not? Yeah, it doesn't have to be analytics or yeah, that might be like my thing with why like early more like i never start a day going like oh 
beep. I'm not going to say bad word, but like, oh, beep, I'm behind. Or like, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. like, I need a, I slept in for five minutes longer. What the heck? So by always getting up early, like that never happens. So I hardly ever, ever, ever have a day where I'm like, shoot, I'm behind already. And you're in East Coast time, right? Yeah. East Coast, yeah. So that you're already, you're already like nicely ahead of people. Maybe I mean, you're specific. You're like, I wake up behind every day. You people are already doing stuff. I know. Everyone's in the work for three hours. I'm just yeah. I'm, yeah. 5 a.m. It's still like 8 a.m. over 8 a.m. over here. Like, I will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it has. It, we definitely both have our benefits. But you can keep going. Like, like, yep. Yeah. Fourth, she gets party time at night East when Coast. we're all done. Yes. Yeah. No slacks for me. During the day too. It's not like quiet time. Like if I want quiet time where there's no emails or anything, like it's either early mm-hmm. morning or late at night. Your quiet time mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, just right, oh, it's I, wake three up, I wake up to a full inbox, but after that's true. Two two thirty, it's it's pretty quiet, and I can really drill drill in my projects. So I like it. That's cool. awesome. That's, that's a fun episode, everyone. Uh, so thanks for listening. Don't forget to become a member for free of DYC All Access Community App for home builders and developers. Watch behind the scenes videos from the podcast, frequent exclusive postings, and analysis from the DYC team. Access to private hangouts and more. See y'all. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.